how to run a business in three easy steps. Number one, try. Number two, fail. Number three, try again. (sighs) Just repeat it over and over again. So I decided I wanted to run a business back when I was like 20, 21 years old. Like I wanted to start my own thing. And my wife, uh, I think she was, we were just engaged. She was my fiance at the time and she knew I wanted to do it. And she was very supportive. Like she was very on board. Like uh, I've said it before. She's like my main cheerleader. She's just very, she's been like that for as long as I've known her. And she's very like, no, you could do this. So I was excited about it. I was 20, 21 years old. And I was making plans to do it. And the way it started is the company I was working at is a little mom and pop AV shop. And um, I, I was like the fourth guy hired there. And like three years later, it, it was just a slew of guys. I can easily do a whole episode on just how crazy it was to work there with all the different guys. We, we went through some stuff. A lot of bonds were created and destroyed there. Very, very fun place to work at. Anyway, um, oh, yeah, I got to do one, man. I have so many memories from that place. So, okay, regardless. So, okay, I I was working there, and uh, someone had called and said, could you do residential, yada, yada, and we didn't do residential. At at that place, we did not, and we only did um, commercial, and specifically K-12, which is kinder through 12th grade uh, education. We work for schools, school districts. So, you know, they were like, oh, okay. And it happened again and again and again. And so after a couple of times, I was like, hey, man, I could do this. Like, I want to do residential. So I asked my boss about it. And he's like, man, we don't do that. But I was pretty pushy. And I was like, come on. Like, I'm pretty sure we can get into this. And he said, listen, I've tried it. And it's not worth it. His exact phrase was, uh, I did one job and I had to step over someone's underwear. And I knew this isn't for me because he's working at someone's home and he's like no no i'm not doing this so he stayed out of the residential game and so um i asked him if i could just take it up myself you know and i'll do it on the side outside of my hours and he's like you don't can't use our tools you know you can't you know it's your thing if it's, you want to do a side also fine and that's where it started so i i started doing residential on the side on the weekends and um it was a learning curve, but I felt pretty good about it. I felt like, man, I, I can't, I can't do this. So I was, uh, I was doing okay for myself, and I was getting a few jobs. I was, you know, in New Braunfels, and I was like, uh, word got around, and it was happening. I was doing these little side hustles. In the meantime, I'm raising money to get married, and as the married, married marriage date, as our, our date to get married, I got closer. I started to feel the pressure of how am I going to do this? Like, how am I going to, it's more than just transitioning to a new job. I'm going to transition to like running my own business, working for myself while getting married and learning how to be married, how to be a husband. And, uh, the pressure was overwhelming. Again, my fiance, future wife was still very supportive, but I was feeling it and I was starting to get cold feet not in the marriage but in the business so i said okay i think i'll put this on hold so i did i made that decision put it in the back burner put in the back of my mind and i just focused on working where i was already at and i eventually left that place and i'm gonna do a whole segment on corporate world because i worked in corporate for six horrible 
demonstrative, destructive uh, years. Yes, Corpus Rule on Forgiving. I've said that before, and I will continue to say it. But anyway, I mean, if I got to work corporate again, I'll work corporate again, okay? I'll do it. But regardless, what I'm getting at is uh, the focus is I decided to not do it at that time. So fast forward to 2017, and um, my wife is having our third baby. We're pregnant with the third one, and she's going to be born January 2017. We're excited, and for the first time in my six corporate years of life, I'm able to get paternity leave. My other kids, I didn't get that. I was, like, working at the hospital while uh, they were born. Like, I had a laptop and I was working, which was a blessing in itself that I was even able to do that um, and, you know, be with be with my wife while I was working. Um, it was very chaotic and it was hard to do, but I did it. And this time, though, I got paternity leave. I had a whole month off to be with my new baby and my family. I was looking forward to it. But the climate at my job at the time, which was Rackspace, um, was not going so well we were in the middle of a storm so our ceo was transitioning uh like we had diff- we had i think i went through three C- three ceos while i was there in the span of four years and um we had a business meeting and they showed us that we were tanking and that we were we had gone public we were a public company that was about to go private and so I'm not sharing any unnecessary, like I'm not sharing any confident news that no, no, you can Google all this stuff. It was, it was very open and out there in 2017 and layoffs were coming and we knew they were coming. So, um, I had been through this before when I was at Citibank and I was seeing a repeat of what happened at Citibank, but at Rackspace. So I was like, Oh snap, I'm going to get laid off. Now, I had a pretty good position. I had a senior level and I had climbed the ladder and I was doing really well for myself, which is why I knew I was going to get laid off because that's what they do. They go for the, the the guys that are making more money, you know, and I was watching VPs leaving, you know, vice presidents. And I was like, oh, snap, I'm they're coming for me. But I survived and I went and got my maternity leave and I was like, or my paternity leave the pa pa because i was the pa anyway i got my paternity leave and i was like all right this is going pretty smooth man my first week of paternity leave i'm gonna kick it and just make money for hanging out with my family and then i got an email that said uh we need you to go on this uh, urgent mandatory uh online meeting for rackspace and i was like what come on man i'm on paternity leave come on but it was like mandatory and they said I needed to go. It's like, what are you going to do? Fire me? And I got fired. <laughs> so the thing is, I knew it was going to happen. I didn't get fired. I got let go. And I, I knew it was going to happen, actually. I remember telling my wife, I was like, this could be it. This could be the day I'm going to get laid off. And so I I went to my mandatory meeting. I was at a Starbucks sipping on some Starbucks while I was getting laid off. And as it was happening... Um, I, they told me that I, I was the easiest interview, exit interview, because, every, you know, it was very like this morbid, dark, like, you know, I'm sorry, we're laying off 350 people and you're one of them. And, oh, Robert, you were so good to us. Sorry to see you go. And I was just like, bro, do I get severance? And they said yes. And I said, sweet, where do I sign? So I dipped. 
uh, very happily. And I stayed at home for a month and I was like, I ain't doing nothing. So then the business comes in. Me and my wife talk about it. We're praying about it. And she, again, is the same person. She's all for it. Do it, do it, do it. Go ahead. Start your own business. You're going to do awesome. And I was like, thank you for believing in me. I'm pretty sure I'm going to fall flat on my face. But as long as you are with me as it happens, I think we'll be okay. So I went to prayer because that's all I knew to do. I had no how to do this other than go to prayer first and figure it out. So that's what I did. March 2017, I'm in prayer. Someone approaches me while I'm in prayer. The very first Monday that I started to pray specifically for how I'm going to start my own business. And someone comes up to me and says, are you looking for work? And I said, is this a trap? You know, I wasn't sure how to feel like it was a trip that this person was asking me. I I felt like, okay, do I run with this? Is this is this it? Is this how I start my my new business right here right now? Is this happening? And um, I I was like, well, I I would like to start my own thing. What you got? And he said, you know, that he had some work. Uh, He had demolition work. And I was like, I don't do demolition. How much does it pay? So there I was doing demolition, right? For the first time in my life. And it was for a remodel and and refurbishes and renovations and redos and whatnot. And uh, I was breaking down walls and tearing up cabinets, man. I was, I became the demolition man. And so I got pretty darn good at it. You know, it's not hard to uh, destroy things. Now I say that, but let me throw this disclaimer after doing demolition for a whole year on my own. It is an art, okay? If you're going to be good at demolition, it is an art. You don't just go in like a raging bull in a china shop destroying everything. You know, you need to know what you're doing. You know, there, there's you have to learn construction. You got to learn framing. You got to learn sheetrock. You have to learn how things are put together so you can properly destroy it. I learned that while doing demolition. And uh, I told him, well, I want to do AV, but let me do this while I get on my feet and make some money because apparently there is some money in demolition. And so I did it. That was my business. It was demolition. Now, I had no DBA, which is called doing business as. I had no anything. Um, I had no insurance for my new business. I had nothing. You know, I just bought some tools and went out and did it. Because this is America, man. This is South Texas. Where you can just get up and work. But I did have to figure out taxes. So during that time, I was researching and reading books and figuring out what to do, how to do, why to do. Is this still what I should be doing? Why, why, why am I doing this to myself? And so it was, uh, it was, uh, it was, it was rocky. But after like two months in of doing it, Actually, no, only a month. In April 2017, I was looking for AV guys. Like, who can I work with that did audiovisual back when I was doing audiovisual almost, you know, seven or eight years ago? And back in 2010, 2009, 2010. And I had a big batch of guys I worked with, and I had a few that were on my list. Like, these guys, if I was going to start a business, this is who I would contact. There's like two of them. I don't like 20, but (laughs) so, um, I looked them up and my wife helped me and we found one 
we found the one because I said, oh, yes, this guy was amazing. I wonder what he's doing. Found him on LinkedIn and said, you and I, we need to start a business. That's not how it went down, actually. We, we were like catching up. How are you doing? Oh, my gosh, you got kids. I got kids. Oh, my gosh, man. And so we were catching up. And in the middle of catching up, I said, yeah, I want to start my own business. I want to do uh, an audiovisual company. I want to work in homes first and maybe get back into doing commercial, doing the school districts and yada, yada. And he was like, bro, six months ago, I just started my own business and I'm doing AV right now and I'm in residential. And this, you know, and he already was starting it. He had a six month uh, uh, head start. So the next day we met up at a Starbucks during one of my demolition breaks lunch breaks and i showed up and he uh we just talked we caught up and talked about how to start a business like this we're gonna do this so it wasn't immediate and overnight and actually even though we were friends and knew each other there was trust issues you know we're talking business and money so we didn't just jump and dive right into it we we decided uh we'll call each other and help each other out on jobs that's how it started and in the meantime we would give each other some pointers like on how to get business cards and creating a website and and how to get referrals and and who to talk to and who to network with we'll begin our networking you know and that was a big part of it and the guy that got me into demolition was the same way like let's start networking let's get a hold of people and figure this out so i had a mentor which was the guy who brought me into demolition and he had been in business already for over a decade on his own doing remodels and stuff and so uh, he started off doing flooring and tiling and then turned it into a whole remodel set he's a gc a general contractor so he was uh, like a mentor to me and and leading me and helping me kind of figure out what decisions to make and and to this day, I still talk to him. And then uh, this other guy I spoke with uh, that came out of the AV world, um, he was, a, again, a few steps ahead of me. So I had these two, uh, like, beacons that kind of helped me out. And I was like, man, this is going to work. I stayed in demolition for, like, eight months after that because the money was good. And then I got in over my head and took on some commercial jobs and had no idea what I was doing. I'm being very upfront and honest with you. And um, I had a motto. It was I uh, was a Theodore Roosevelt, Teddy, good old T- uh, former President Teddy Roosevelt, if I remember correctly. And I'm, I'm I don't have it in front of me, so don't hate on me for paraphrasing. But it said when someone asks you to do a job, you simply say yes, and then even if you don't know how to do it, and then you go and learn how to do that job and you do the best job ever at that job. And that was my motto. That's how I got into demolition. Prior to that, I was helping with landscaping. I'm not a landscaper, but I did it. And so that's how I felt with everything. Like, you know what, I'm gonna say yes, I'm gonna learn this, I'm gonna do a freaking good job. I'm gonna be amazing. You ask me, and I had this work ethic already. If you told me to sweep, I was gonna be the best sweeper in all the world i was gonna broom that floor like no one else could i would show off i would create techniques i would get it done i would sweep even when it was clean like you were gonna see that i'm going to be the best at this and that's how i felt about starting a business and i wanted to learn and do good at it so me and my my new buddy who uh had got the head start him uh, his name is james me and james had started to 
figure this out together and even though we didn't talk every day it was only a couple months apart every now and then i'd have a job he'd have a job and we'd scratch each other's back all right cool i got you you got me and we were helping each other out we're networking the demo was going good i took on this commercial work and then i fell flat on my face just like i prophesied so what happened is um i was doing this commercial work and i had like five or six dudes working with me and I had, um, I had them going everywhere, man. We were doing residential. I was taking a commercial spot and everything. And uh, I was paying them. I was paying them as it came. But I couldn't pay myself because I did not know how to overcalculate for a big old commercial job. I was getting pretty good at, at figuring out how to make money on the residential, but on the commercial, I had no clue. And I was renting out big equipment. And it was the hardest learning curve I had went through at that time. And I took on big work, and I think I, uh, if I remember correctly, I'm trying to remember the numbers. It was a big number, and I essentially made like 1.5%, you know, on, on the entire job. And, and everyone else got paid. I paid them up, and, and you know, I was able to do what I needed to do. But I did not get paid very much and so i was like okay what the heck am i gonna do so the end of 2017 going into 2018 i called up my my buddy james and i was like man bro this is this is i don't think i'm gonna do demolition anymore and he's like yeah man stop doing that's not why you told me you're gonna do av and i was like i know i know i was i was chasing the money it was there it was in front of me i thought maybe this was it but it wasn't so i had to start giving up the demolition job i needed to get into what i was doing I, I don't think i wasted a year if anything it was experimental right i was learning on the demolition what to do for av even though they're two different trades as far as running the business it was very similar and figuring out taxes and paperwork and customer service and communication and you know i it was just another tuition fee so end of 2017 going into 2018 I was like, let's do this, bro. Me and James, we are going to run this business, man. And he already had a, a DBA. I, I got my own DBA in 2017, the doing business as. And we were going to do this. Like, this this is it. We're going to do it. Uh, it was like a nice reset for me. And um, the the funds were rough for me. I had racked up some credit card debt. And I you know, I, I, I went through some things trying to figure out what to do for, the, for my business. So... I need to pay this off, man. Let's let's fix this. And um, 2018 started. We hit the ground running so hard. And then we came to an extreme halt because James had not yet picked up work where he can have an everyday worker with him. And um, if I was going to do sales, like if I was going to help bring in the jobs, I had to switch gears. I, I was doing demolition. Now I had to switch over to doing full-time AV. And it wasn't going to work out. So we only did like a month, if even that. And then in like February, I was like, bro, I need to make some money, man. Like, we're this is not happening. He's like, man, I don't, you know, we, we just knew it wasn't going to work at that moment. So I said, you know what? Let me go make some money. I'll come back when I got some money. So I went back to working as a loner. No more having five or six guys in commercial and doing all that. And James uh, was also doing being a loner. And he'd call if he needed help and you know but again it wasn't every day so that's how it went down for a little bit in 2018 and then um i got real busy and uh i started to pick up work again and my mentor the guy who brought me into demolition 
his name is Miguel. Miguel uh, was helping me with, with work again, and he had me going pretty steady in 2018, the early part of 2018. And then summer came, and I had some money. And I was like, you know what? I think I'm good now. I, I, I got my nest egg back up. I'm ready to do this all over again. I called up James, nothing. And I realized, man, I haven't talked to James in like a month and a half, two months, which is okay. You know, we talked every few weeks, so it's not, it's not a big deal. Uh, so I called him again and nothing, you know, and I'm like, great. So I just kept doing what I was doing, but my work was starting to slow down and it was kind of by design because I wasn't planning on doing it forever. I wasn't trying to get overwhelmed. I wanted to be ready to jump in with James again. And he wasn't answering the phones. So I'm like, man, what's going on? So I finally get a hold of somebody that worked with him. And I, 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 it's I, not my place to say anything, but James is going through a rough patch in the middle of 2018. So um, I finally got him on the phone and I basically scolded him. Like I was like, bro, if you're going through something, you need to call me. Like I'm your friend, man. Like I'm here for you. You know, like I... I could help you get through this. I, I, I beat him up verbally, which, you know, I didn't kick him all while he was down or nothing. But I was like, come on, man, don't don't ignore our, our, our friendship. Like, yeah, we're you know, we're trying to run business together, but we're friends, man. We, we have a past. We know each other from your James came to my wedding, you know, like we, we were friends. So anyway, we got through that. And uh, I said, let me help out. Let me jump in this, man. I got some money. I won't ask for money right away. You know, we'll figure this out together. I got a little bit of a nesting egg. I came in and the work was everywhere. Like James had did so well. He was actually doing pretty good. But because, you know, there was some personal stuff going on. He was trying to get through it. And uh, I mean, the business is running itself. And he was just kind of sitting on the sideline. And I was like, no, man, we got to. We got to fix this. I'm here, man. Let's, I mean, and I, I basically had asked his permission. Like, listen, you've been doing this while I was away. Is it okay for me to jump in and try to clean up and make this work? And he pretty much looked at me and said, I need the help. And I said, okay, I'm here, man. Let's do this. Let's make some money. So 2018, man, we, it was a cleanup year. It wasn't a, a good, like, let's make money year. It was more like, let's, let's clean up. And let's get it squared away. It was it was a rough, hard-working year. We had a bust our butt. Like it, it was it was intense. So the end of 2018, we were we had some money, but not a lot, and um, we couldn't make that extra step. We were able to keep ourselves busy, and we had a couple guys working with us, um, but it was. It was still like in that weird, I guess, like teenage stage. Are we going to propel? Are we going to grow or not? Like what's going to happen? So the start of 2019, January and February, we were doing some budgeting and we said, you know what? We're making enough money where we could maybe get like a storage unit. And then the bright idea came in. We can get an office. So we went office shopping and February of 2019, We got an office and it was super exciting. And this was the growth we were looking for. We're like, we're doing it. We're growing. This company is is becoming a company. You know, we're not just a couple of guys working out of our trucks anymore. Like, this is it. This is it. We're going to we're going to do it. And it was very exciting. And um, I mean, it was it was amazing. We, We were doing it and we were so 
happy and so 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 excited about it all so we got the office going we moved in we we i mean i had so much stuff in my garage he had a bunch of stuff in his garage and like we had we 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 just had to grab everything from everywhere and bring it in and we had our, our couple guys with us and we were it man and so 2019 was finally the make some money year we were on fire and we brought in the commercial jobs we were kicking butt on the residential we were so busy and i just went pretty much full-time sales like i was selling like crazy man i was talking to everybody and anybody i bought a thousand cards business cards and i mean the business just just was blowing up and then we got in business with a certain company that shall not be named and they were like a multi-billionaire company with a b and uh they were national and they got me on the phone and we set this thing up and there we were me and james man we were we were starting to do business with this multi-billionaire company and um we thought man this is it we're we're hitting it now granted let me bring you back some because i'm making it seem like we're making all this money we're just so rich uh, we were not rich in any capacity we had lots of debt that we were working out of from 2018 but through our budgeting we were still able to get clean money and what that means is that we were able to pay our debts and still afford paying the bills that we had and um in most cases you wouldn't even get an office if you had debt that's a good conviction i will say that right off the bat you know if you got debt then don't even purchase anything right but in this situation the reason we even decided to do it is because of growth like we were stuck in this stagnant not moving forward situation where we were barely making enough to make it work so then when we doubled in size we got the office and got the couple guys then we doubled in finances coming in and it was like hey this is kind of cool this is working out but that multi-billionaire dollar company didn't pay us on time and we were like it's cool it's cool no big deal we can float some money you know we got this and they didn't pay on time again it's cool we can float this and they didn't pay on time again and then it became okay okay we need to have a meeting and we sat down with them and said, listen, we're not going to do the next job until you pay us for the last one. And they're like, ah, well, you know, we did say net 45 or net 60 or net 85, whatever crazy days. And that's where the real business game took place. That's when the boys were evolved into men because we had to have these toe-to-toe meetings about money and getting paid on time let me let me give you my small business owner rant rant real quick if people say they're gonna afford small business what we hear is you're gonna pay on time now when i have people approach me and say oh i love small business i want to take care of small business it's a huge red flag because i have had people tell me that and what they're really saying is i will talk about you to my friends i will refer you I will give me some business cards. I will try to share your business cards. But when it comes to my job that I need you to do for me, can I get the homie hookup? And along with the homie hookup, can I get the customer discount? And along with the customer discount, 
you know, and what ends up happening is instead of saying, I support small business, let me help you out. They're saying, I support small business. If you can give me the homie hookup, I won't tell anybody that you're giving me a discount, but I will tell everybody about you. Just give me the discount. And I've learned over time, uh, discounting, it has its place and it's not for everybody. Sometimes you got to just be firm and say, I have bills I have a family I'm trying to support. This is literally all I do for a living. Please just pay on time. Please don't beat me up about a discount after I've already tried to give you the lowest prices in town. Like, I'm already going out of my way for you. Please don't do this to me. And I hope you can hear the pain in my voice because it hurts. I mean, I've been, and then with friends, you know, it's hard when you're with friends and you want to give them the homie hookup. You want to give them the discounts. You want to help them out. But when even the multi-billionaire dollar companies aren't paying on time, it's it hurts when I have to give the, the hookup and the customer discount to my, my buddies because it's like, man, I got big customers aren't even paying me. Can you at least pay me? Like, it's it's that's the pain, you know, of going through it. And um that's what we were dealing with and we floated like three plus months of labor and expenses and um that money was running out and who who's gonna get attacked first not payroll because we have integrity no i was digging into savings to pay for payroll james was you know putting his assets at risk for this company because we wanted it to exist we wanted to pay guys on time and we wanted to have payroll expense we wanted to do what a company does so we took the sacrifice first and then came the day where we basically had to tell everybody guys we don't have any more work and that wasn't true we had plenty of work we just didn't have any money and um the crazy thing is people that worked with us already were finding other jobs and we didn't give them a hard time so we didn't really have to tell like five or eight guys we don't have work anymore we only had to tell like two of them and they were already cool with it they're like oh yeah it's cool i'm done i'm gonna move on and um by the grace of god man these these the guys we had we had no one like beat us up and get super ticked there was literally only one occasion that we had that was kind of hairy that got kind of bad and and we, we we wasn't it was bad sure but it was like it didn't get legal or anything or no one got hurt um but it was just a discussion we had to have you know and get through it so yeah we basically almost in one year we pretty much like propelled and then by the end of the year it was like oh my gosh what are we gonna do and uh, you know there we were working through december fig- trying to figure out like it was me and james and then a buddy of ours that stayed with us at one point we had like seven or eight guys and two or three crews and all this stuff and now it's just us three and the third guy that's helping us has his own business he has his own dba so there we were trying to just mellow through hey, are we gonna survive what's gonna happen and then we went into 2020 and work started to pick up and we knew 2020 this is our year 2020 is the year of victory you look out for robert and james because we're busting through and we're gonna make so much money because the market is hot everyone's striking i can't believe it this is our year and then COVID happened 
<laughs> it is, man. And it was like, man, we're not going to get a break. What is happening? What is happening? We were we were on such an upstroke January and February of 2020. We got some serious jobs. We were getting paid better. Uh, we were getting out of some debt. We were able to, you know, s- slowly uh, survive after how hard of a hit we took from 2019 and we saw the light again and we, we brought life and hope into the company. This is going to happen. It's going to work out. And then when COVID happened, man, we, we were like, what, what we, we were like everyone else. What do we do? What do we do? So we stopped working, uh, for like a week and the phone calls kept coming and they're like basically saying listen i know this is going down but i need this and me and james had to make a decision are we going to do this because covid's serious it's real people are dying the numbers are there the lockdown is coming to texas what are we going to do and uh february we decided to keep working march came it locked down and we were somehow on the list of essential workers and we started to just you know take steps with our customers like hey if you want to keep doing this we'll do it but if you're sick or i'm not feeling well or something you know we'll we'll call it but you know we're not going to put anybody at risk and majority of the people are like no go ahead come on man keep coming and only on a couple occasions that you know we had the like hey i'm not feeling well maybe you should stay home or i, I do have a sick person at home they're they're quarantined in the back room and you know we had to like have it make make calls and decisions on how we're going to do that so anyway um we worked through the pandemic and we made money and it wasn't like stellar but it was enough to keep us going where i didn't have to find a job we had a scare after summer where it's like man maybe it'd be better if if one of us got a real job while the the other one kept the business going and then we kind of help each other out you know we we had that scare and um you know we, we we didn't need to do it because the work was still there and by the end of 2020 um we landed a big one and it wasn't the big one not like this is it this is the job that's gonna turn everything around but it it still was enough to get us excited and say this is this is definitely gonna keep us going in a good way so uh we did make a good decision by the end of 2019 going into february 2020 we decided to no longer keep the office we went back to working out of our homes in a storage unit and uh we didn't know covid was going to happen and when it did we were very grateful we did not have the office so we weren't just paying on some random you know expense because of you know deciding to release it no we 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 got rid of the, the office so in 2021 we brought it back and um you know we we've been busy since and work's still going and and you know it, it can it be better yeah yeah but considering all of the craziness that we went through and i don't even have time to go into the little details like the attacks the straight on assaults on us as individuals the nonsense that me and james have had to go through to keep this thing alive oh my gosh like uh, we we talk many times about writing a book we're like dude we need to write a book because this is a lot more than just trying to maintain a business like through financials and you know the right hiring the right people no 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 what what the real stuff that makes this like book worthy is like like break-ins at at his house or like the uh 
the threats and like the the all these random crazy events that have nothing to do with the company that somehow impact the company dead on and uh i mean it's just a mess it is a mess the stuff we have gone through but we're still here man perseverance do we joke around and talk about getting quote-unquote real jobs every now and then oh absolutely absolutely we're, we're, we're looking at it quite often, actually. Like, you know what? Maybe it's time one of us gets a real job. And then we laugh it off. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. Come on. We're business owners, you know? And, like, we don't do it. But um, but the, the definitely the, uh, what is that called? The temptation is, is, is absolutely still there. Like, we're, we're kind of like, maybe we can still... Maybe we can just just give this all up and get a job, you know. But it's it's going so it's honestly it's fun. It's a fun ride, and the real reason. So going back all the way back to 2017 of March, my prayer, the prayer I made that morning, wasn't just help me to find a new job, help me to get, help me to know what to do to start a business. It, my prayer that morning was very specific. I said to God, God. I want to start my own business, but I don't want to disappear. I want to start my own business so that I can choose when I take time off. I want to go to Bible conferences. I want to go to outreaches. I want to be a part of ministry. I want to be able to be with my family. My last two corporate jobs ate up my time. And I, even though I was making good money, I never saw my family. And... I felt like if I start my own business, I want to be able to be with my family and my church family. And I want to go, I want to be involved. And I was so sincere to the point of tears when I was praying and asking God, like, God, just give me a window of opportunity where I can get a job that will allow me to take time off when I want to take time off instead of calling seven managers and sending emails and going through all the 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 hoops of can i get time off you know i want to i want to be a counselor at boot camp i want to be able to go to certain conferences i want to take time off in october for our conference i want to do all these things and be available and still be able to work without like feeling i'm i'm there's repercussions and you know i'm get i'm gonna lose my job you know and um i'm so grateful for james because he has helped me he he has been so understanding in all of this uh i could have uh, easily ended up with someone that that hated church and wouldn't you know respect the time i take off did we have to have conversations and work that out yes but he was mature enough he was an adult enough to to tell me what he feels and i told him what i felt and we were like cool we can work this out and and james looks at our live stream he he sees us on our church you know what we do and he's for it you know and that that is a prayer in itself that's an answered prayer in itself and um, i look at what we're doing now and i think to myself man we can make something out of this it's been four years seven all of 2017 18 19 20 oh wow four and a half almost five years 
of us trying to do this. So I guess in February or March of 2022 would be the actual five year mark. But we're in the middle of that, that, you know, four and a half years, like, and it has been a roller coaster ride. There's been so much that has happened. I, again, this is the abbreviated version and it's long, but there is so much more that has happened. And uh, I, I absolutely 100% have faith and believe that God's hand is over this business. Like, like he has been helping us stay afloat. And, um, you know, I, I know there's things that we have to do and work hard and, and, and bust our butt and get out there and do it. And we're willing to do it. But I still feel like God is very involved in saying, I'm going to help make this work and do it right. Um, so anyway, uh, tax evasion is real. I'm on my way to Mexico. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. No, we know what we're doing with the paperwork and taxes. So, but uh, that's, that's all the stuff we had to learn. We had to learn all that stuff. And if you're interested in starting to start your business, I would say, read some books you know uh there's like there's different ones like the 80 20 principle and there's uh there's a good friend of mine actually i might post his website on here because he gave me uh like four or five books uh right off the bat and i if i remember correctly he has them pinned on his website and um and i'll say this right now i did not read them front to end because there's a few parts that i didn't agree with or i was unsure about so what I did do, though, is I skimmed and I'm like, OK, this seems like something that makes sense, because I will say this. I'm we're unorthodox. We're not the go getter business owners that give up their entire life for their business. Again, my prayer was I want to have a church life and have this business. That's not easy to do. That's very hard to do. Lots of sacrifices need to take place. But I, I wanted that, and I'm, I'm willing to continue to do it. Anyway, I don't like to do super long episodes, and this is a very long one, so I'm going to cut it. But um, absolutely, the business run has been fun. And if that's something you're looking to do, I encourage you, just just research. Study and research. Do more than just believe in yourself. Because, yeah, that's a big part of it, but that's the starting point. You, you know, you got to find a trade and get good at it and find get customer service learn how to do learn how to speak well learn how to be in front of people don't be afraid to admit that you're wrong that's a big part so many people are so arrogant in this industry you got to be willing to say okay i guess i got it wrong let's let's fix this let's do this right you know and there's so many other things but i'm gonna cut it because i'm tired <laughs> anyway 